guys doing? Oh, that's great. That's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Curtis. I'm excited to get into this bit of the Bible with you guys. Um, and it's going to be exciting. We're going to get to hear about Jesus, and I'm hoping it'll be really good for you guys and for me as we all get to hear about Jesus. So why don't I pray for you, and then we're going to hear what the Bible has to say. So join me in prayer. Uh, Heavenly Father, thank you that you just spoke to us as we got to hear what Jesus had to say. And Father, please teach all of us about Jesus tonight, and we ask that you would help us to see how good Jesus is. And pray that you'd help us to make decisions tonight about Jesus that would be really good for us. In his name, amen. Well, do you know who are the worst negotiators in the world? I figure this one out. Who are the worst negotiators in the world? Uh Uh-uh. Children. Now, legit, I don't know if you've got any younger siblings. I don't know if you've got any younger siblings. I've got got three younger cousins, 11, 7, and 5. They're pretty weird names, but they like them. (laughs) Anyway, so that was just a little mini joke. Um, No, but kids, worst negotiators, kids always want something from older people around them. Always mooching off of us, you know. They're at school and they want something from their teachers. They're at the shops and they want you to buy them some chocolate. They're at home and they want you to play. They never pay for themselves, always freeloading, kids. But they're sharp, right? Because they know if they want stuff, they've got to negotiate. But you know what the problem is with the negotiating tactics of children? They have nothing to offer me that I want. They, seriously, they've got nothing. And so do you know what kids will always revert to as their best thing they can put forward? I'll be your best friend. <laughs> All the time, because they have nothing to offer but that. But I don't mean to offend my like, five-year-old cousin. I don't really care if we're BFFs or not. I could not care less. Okay? I think it's really easy for us to think of Jesus like he's a little child trying to make a deal with us. He wants something from us and has not really much to offer me that would be of any use to me. Life's good. Without Jesus, I can have friends and fun and money and sex and happiness. I can go to the beach, music, footy, all the things that I want. Jesus would make life worse. He won't want me to get drunk. He'll want me to go to church, all these stuff. So here's the question I want us to think about together tonight. What can Jesus offer you that you don't already have? What could Jesus possibly offer that I would be remotely interested in? Now, this question matters. Because if Jesus has nothing worthwhile, don't waste your time with him. Don't. But if Jesus has something great, something that you'd be better off with, then don't dismiss him. So either way, wherever you stand, this is the question we want to ask. Now, I've been listening to Ed Sheeran's album the last little while. Has anyone else been getting into this one? I've been really liking it. I think it's been pretty good. Now, he sings about a bunch of different things through his album, but I've noticed that whenever things get real and serious in his songs, it always comes back to one thing. There's one thing that he sings about in those times. And there's one thing that humanity in all cultures, at all times, with us included, one thing they've always craved, and it's that one thing I want us to think about tonight. 
This is what Ed Sheeran said in his album, one of his songs. He said, I was just a young boy trying to be loved. And in another one, this is what he said. He said, a life with love is a life that's been lived. Now he picks up on this longing that we all have to be loved, to be received, like to have other people who will accept me with all my failings. We all crave acceptance, fitting in, being part of the group. It's deep down what we all wish we had. Now, what I mean by acceptance, it's having people who care about me, who want me around, who include me, being accepted or received by people. We all want to be accepted. And it's the best feeling, having people around you who want you around. Do you know what the best kind of jokes are? Not knock-knock jokes, not puns. The best kind of jokes are in-jokes. Jokes that are funny because you're in on it. Do you know what the best kind of parties are? The ones that you are invited to. When someone wants you to come, it's the best feeling. It's the reason we do crazy things and we jump on these fads. Everyone else is doing it and we want in on the action. We don't want to be on the outer. We want others. We, want to, we don't want to watch others fitting in. We want to get amongst it. Why did I, in primary school, get one of these? A Tamagotchi. Now, I don't know. Have you guys ever seen these? Okay. Basically, for those of you who don't know, there's this egg on a screen and you, there's three buttons and you just kind of like feed it and then you show your mates at school and go, this is how my Tamagotchi's doing. It's not very hungry. How good's that? And I had one, and everyone had one at primary school. Why? Why did everyone have one? Because everyone had one. And we wanted to fit in. We wanted to be amongst it. It was awesome to be a part of that and to show each other our Tamagotchis. It was the best part of primary school. Now, we all crave acceptance. What is the way for you? What's the way that you try to get accepted? If you, were you kind of last to the game and you've gone out and got a fidget spinner so you can fit in with everyone else? Okay, I reckon we've all got one of them sitting next to us. It's probably half the room. Now, they're pretty good. They're quite, they're quite good. I was playing with Hazy's one the other day. But, so it, maybe that's you. Are you the person who tells all the jokes? People, people, will, people will want me around because I'm funny. Is that the way that you try and get accepted? Or are you the one that tries to get in trouble heaps so that people will like you for being that kind of fun, quirky, chaotic person who gets into trouble? Are you the person who makes sure you do well at school to impress your teachers or your parents? I wonder how that's working out for you. Do you find that you're never good enough? That a little bit of failure just breaks you? I bet if that's you, it always leaves you worried, scared of failing and being not accepted. Or are you the one who does everything they can to look good? Makeup, gym, diet, clothes, so that other people will accept you because you look good. I wonder, how's that going for you? Do you feel secure yet? 
Or does the acceptance that you're hoping for always seem just out of reach? I think we all want what that song said by the artist that I don't think any of us would ever know. I wish that I could be like the cool kids because all the cool kids, they seem to fit in. I think the ongoing yearning we have to be accepted, it pulls on us every day. We want to be, we yearn for it. We have the experience of a dolphin in a pool. Okay? Seriously. You didn't know you had much in common with dolphins in pools? You do. Imagine a dolphin who lives in a backyard swimming pool. Now, it can survive, sure, it'll cope. But dolphins, that dolphin would long for open waters. It was made to chase the waves, to glide through the ocean with its fellow adventurers, to race boats, to soar, to jump up and feel the breeze, to surf. And it's in the pool, longing, yearning to be free, to go. We all have in us this yearning to be received, to be loved by people. It pulls on our hearts as though we're never complete without it. We can't be satisfied till we get it. I wonder if you've experienced this. Can I tell you, the tragic thing is, acceptance is slippery. It comes and it goes. You can be loved and accepted and one of the boys, and eventually it'll slip. Ed Sheeran, he says it in one of the other songs, he says, relationships and hearts you fixed, they break as well. The friends that you have now, you'll drift. I didn't spend any time with the guys I went to school with, really, or uni. It just happens. I have a friend, an only child, and last year, out of nowhere, his mum passed away. Now, it was heartbreaking. It's as though in this life, we're holding up the walls to keep our house standing in an earthquake. There's only so much we can do, but so much is beyond us. And things crumble without our permission. There is not a single person in this room now whose whole world could not come crumbling down tonight after a single phone call, leaving you feeling terribly alone. That's all it would take one phone call. Tell you something tragic has happened car accident, you're moving, whatever it would be. The walls crumble. And we are left crying out for something more, something secure, something to satisfy our longing. And this is where Jesus offers us exactly what we don't have. Because Jesus offers us satisfying acceptance. Now, Jesus said in these words that Tiff read out for us, what Tiff read out, it was an account of Jesus, and it picks it up when Jesus is having a convo with a big crowd, kind of like this. Okay? There's a big crowd listening to Jesus, and the crowd was real skeptical of Jesus. They wanted Jesus to prove to them 
that he was worth following. And they said, they said this real thing, weird thing to him. They said, God used to give us bread to look after us. Do something like that. Which is kind of weird. They're talking about this thing ages ago in the past where God had a big crowd of people in the desert and he miraculously gave them bread. And this crowd goes, Jesus, God gave us bread. Do something like that. Do something like that and give us something amazing. And Jesus says this back, back to us. It'll be up on the screen. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. And he goes, I can do better than bread. I'm the bread of life. Bread might keep you going for a day. I will give you life forever. I'm the bread of life. And he keeps going, whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. You won't need food and water. He'll give you life forever. But you won't need things to keep you going. But as I've told you, you see me and still do not believe. Number 37. All those the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Pick up what Jesus said there. Look at it again. Whoever comes to Jesus, Jesus will never drive away. This is a category of acceptance that's bigger than having mates at school. This is eternal. It's big. It's God. Jesus will never drive away anyone away who comes to him. He will accept anyone who comes. No other person in the world has that kind of acceptance. There's no super friend at your school who will include and be friends with anyone who wants to, either because they don't have the capacity to have that many relationships or they don't want to be friends with everyone. Jesus says, if you come to him, he will accept you no matter what. You'll be welcomed into relationship with him. Who else do you know who could say, I'll never drive you away? Who else can assure you, I will be with you forever? I wonder how many BFFs you've had over the time. It should be one per lifetime, okay? One best friend forever. But in reality, BFFs, Find new friends. They move on. The amount of BFFs who were BFFs in primary school, they did not think about the long run. There's, there's one relationship that we kind of get close to going forever, and it's marriage. And that's one big reason why people want to get married. It's having a, the security of a person who will always stand by you. But those fail so often. And even if they don't fail... They can't promise to be together forever because the vows they say when they get married say, as long as we both live. Well, if you come to Jesus, you'll have the security of a relationship that will go forever. Jesus will never leave you, even beyond death. Do you know how that feels? It feels like when you finish the HSE, Now, that might not sound that exciting, and none of you here would have done that one, would have pulled that one off. But let me tell you, I remember when I was in year 12 at Terrigal, and and I slugged out school for 13 years, and it got really stressful towards the end. So much to worry about, all this responsibility. And the worst thing was you always had things hanging over you. 
tests coming up, assignments. You could never be free of it. And then the test came, and there was pressure for me to go well. And so I'd go home, and I'd study, and I'd sweat, and I'd pull out my hair, and I'd try to cram things into my brain that I didn't understand when they told us the first time in class. And the clock ticked, and I frantically wrote all these essays. And then comes the moment when everything is finished. The end of exams. And I'm done. And do you know what that feeling is? It's relief. I can still remember walking through the school, through the halls to get signed out of school after that, and I'd see everyone else in class, and I'd think, I'm done. No more working, stressing, looking forward to this thing. (sighs) The security that Jesus brings, acceptance forever, is the greatest relief you can have. The searching is over. The yearning is over. You are not the dolphin in the pool anymore. You're soaring. So what can Jesus offer you that you might be interested in? Acceptance. Relationship with Jesus. Relief for your soul. Some people think that God has nothing to offer them. It's because they don't understand God. So I think many people think that God's like my grandma. This is my grandma. Okay? They think God's like her. A little bit old school. Doesn't heaps like what us young kids are doing these days. But at the end of the day, he's always going to bake you a cake and give you a nice Christmas present. That is not what Jesus is saying. God will not accept everyone no matter what. Imagine for a moment a world where that was the case. In our world, there are so many things that happen that make me angry and sick to my stomach. I was speaking to a guy from South Africa the other day, and he told me about what happens back where he used to live. And every day, there are so many murders and rapes that the news doesn't bother talking about it anymore. The police are so corrupt that they don't do anything about it because they don't care. And every day, women are assaulted and taken advantage of with no one to stop them. Now, if God is real, and He's the judge responsible for the justice of our world, imagine if at the end of the day, He was like my grandma. And he opened up the doors to these murderers and accepted them. No! He can't be like that. And thankfully, he's not. God cannot accept evil. A bit of the Bible in Psalms, a bit of the Old Testament, it talks about God and it says, The arrogant cannot stand in your presence. You hate all who do wrong. That's the God I want. That's why hell exists. It's God putting those people away from him, saying, no, I can't be with you and you can't be with me. The only problem is, God won't accept us either. See, our lives are an offense to God. He hates how we've treated him. We've all rejected God 
and rebelled against him. You have thrown off God and chosen to be free of him. We all have. We've chosen not to be accepted by God because that means we'd accept him as the ruler of our life. And we hate that idea. We want to do things our own way. And God is offended. This might come as a shock to you. I remember I used to think growing up that God would be pretty happy with most people, like no issues. But do you know where my problem was? I didn't know anything about God. I definitely didn't know him personally. If I did, I'd know how he feels. He is deeply hurt by our rejection of him. Now, for those of you here who already feel like you're struggling to fit in, now this might come as an extra sting to you. I don't mean to cripple you, but you need to see this so you can see how you can be accepted. But for all of us, get this, God does not accept you because you have rejected him. He rejects you. Unless you've come to Jesus. Because remember, Jesus said some great news before. He said, whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Even though we've ruined our chances with God, we can still come. So how do we come? How do we get on the inside of this relationship? Well, listen to Jesus. He keeps talking in that bit. It should come up on the screen. Verse 37. He says, All those the Father gives me will come to me. Whoever comes to me, I'll never drive away. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. So Jesus is here to do someone's will. He's on a mission. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of those he's given me, but raise them up at the last day when there's heaven and hell. For my Father's will is, get this, that everyone who, be, who looks to the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. It is possible for you to be accepted by God. You can have eternal life with Jesus. And verse 40 told us how. Look to Jesus, the Son, and believe in Him. That is, you look to Jesus like you look to a lifeguard. When you need rescuing, you turn to them. You look to them, you believe in them, you trust in them, you rely on them as your way out. Get this, everyone, look at me. Everyone who relies on Jesus will be accepted by God. Jesus is the way in. Jesus is this walkway. This walkway. Yes. Now, do you know why I love these? These beautiful passages of freedom give me access to the water. Now, I recently moved to the city, and it's been pretty gross, and there's nothing I miss more than these magnificent holes in the bushes. Because they give me access to the ocean. To be able to swim, they are the way. Jesus is the way. Go to him and he'll give you access to God. Safe, 
refreshing relationship with your maker. Now, if you're someone here and you are trusting Jesus, God accepts you and will never leave you. If this is you, don't ever forget how precious that is. How precious is that to you, being accepted by God? Do you love that? Let this be a reminder to you. What you have, nothing comes close to. The Christian who has nothing else going for them but their relationship with God is winning compared to the person on schoolies in Hawaii who still rejects God. You're winning. Now, if you find it hard to fit in at school or in other places, remember who does accept you. And if you fit in everywhere, remember the one that matters most. See, Jesus gives us access because Jesus made it possible. He had a plan. And it was the plan of Kyle Carpenter. He was a 21-year-old Marine soldier, and he was in Afghanistan with a troop of soldiers. And out in the field, something landed right between him and his fellow soldier. Grenade. And in a split moment, Kyle assessed the situation. The explosion would take out both of them. So Kyle comes up with a plan instantly, as if he'd been running this in his head a thousand times. He dives on the ground, straight on top of the grenade, and shields his fellow brother. And he bears all the force of the grenade, and it blows. An act so courageous, so bold, so costly, and left standing was one grateful man. Because Kyle Carpenter decided it would be better for him to die than his brother. This was Jesus' plan. It's better for me to die and be rejected by God than for everyone to be rejected by God. So Jesus boldly, courageously came to earth, God, on a mission to rescue us, to give us this thing we desperately long for. Acceptance by God. How much must that be worth? So Jesus, who was always accepted by God, the only one who didn't have the problem we had, one time God said to him, this is my son, with him I'm well pleased. This Jesus made sure we could get access. And this was his plan. He was despised by people. He was spat on. He was abandoned. The most rejection possible. This was the plan. Crowds gathered together to get him killed. No one wanted him around. His closest friends told people they didn't know him and they left him to die. And as he was dying, he said these words. And from this moment, the world knew just what was going on when Jesus hung on that cross. From this moment, the world knew this was the greatest act of courage to hit the earth. This is what Jesus said. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Jesus was forsaken by God. He was 
rejected by God. Never has anyone been so alone. And he died. And this was the plan. Like the grenade, Jesus was rejected by God so we could go free and be accepted. He was rejected in our place. It was a trade. He's out, you're in. That's why Jesus can say with such confidence, whoever looks to me and believes in me has eternal life. God will never turn them away. The unacceptable can be accepted because the acceptable one was rejected. And we are the soldier left standing, safe. We played no part in this. Somebody else did this. And if you rely on Jesus, you stand accepted by God because of Jesus. See, what Jesus offers us, it satisfies our greatest desire. And it meets our greatest need like nothing else. I started trusting Jesus when I was 16. I relied on Him to bring me back to God Bring me to be accepted. And I changed my life. I started living God's way. And can I tell you, I have everything I need. I'm done. Look, people often spend this life chasing relationships and thrills and love and experiences. I'm already done. I'm accepted by God and I will be forever. What else do I need? Whoever you are here, you can be accepted. Jesus has made it possible for even you. For all of us who are not good enough. Rely on Jesus. Don't try to be good to earn your way in. So many people try this and they all fail. Jesus has already done it. So I don't know where you do stand, but know this. You have an incredible opportunity tonight to be accepted by God. Jesus is alive and standing with open arms saying, I've made it possible and you know about it. Come. See, at the end of the day, when we all die, there's going to be two types of people. The people who hear God say, welcome, my child, I love you. And those who are going to hear God say, go away from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. I really hope that tonight you decide to rely on Jesus. I hope you come to Jesus and start to enjoy relationship with God. He will not turn you away. If you choose to rely on Jesus, God accepts you warts and all. God will never leave you, ever. Relationship with God. Imagine that. Relationship with God. So, what can Jesus offer you that you don't already have? Exactly what you are looking for. Relationship. Acceptance from God. Come to Jesus now. This is what you need to do. Decide to rely on Jesus. 
as the way to be accepted and saved. Choose to trust in Jesus and decide to change and live God's way. Being accepted by God means life will change. You need to turn around and live His way, not keep rejecting Him. Live His way. His way is epic. But if you're not prepared to do that, don't trust Jesus tonight. You're not there yet. I want you to look into Jesus further. You need to rely on Jesus, turn and live God's way, and keep doing this for the rest of your life. So decide tonight to start trusting Jesus. God will accept you if you're trusting Jesus. So if you want to do that, what I'd like to do is I'd like to give you 30 seconds and I want us to all bow our heads and close our eyes and I'm going to give you 30 seconds to pray to God yourself. You can ask Him to accept you, ask Him for help to live His way and after about 30 seconds, I'm going to pray to finish up. So if, if you want to pray, take this time now. If not, you can just bow your heads and wait for a moment. So why don't you do that? Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus to win us back. Please accept us. Please forgive our rejection of you. Please welcome us into your family. Please help us to live your way and to keep trusting you forever. And thank you so much for satisfying our greatest desire and giving us acceptance. We pray for those who've decided to trust in you. Please help them to keep trusting you and don't ever let them go. In Jesus' name, amen.